as much as I feel that I've created like successful paintings in the past and, you know, could get a series out of it, I, I try not to think of that to hold that against myself too rigidly or, or strongly or, you know, I have like maybe three things that I want to think about right now and just let my paintings go and, and see them wiggle around within that, you know, rather than just being so like angular and, and rigid about making that series. Welcome to the Studio Break Podcast. I'm your host, David Linaway. For today's 202nd episode, Philip J. Mellon joins me to talk once again about his artworks that explore painting and collage. And he also talks a bit about his podcast called Otcast, which started in 2011. And of course, we'll talk all about that and other projects coming up. Just a quick note that our 2018 professional visual art competition deadline has been extended to November 30th. This year's juror, Brian Frink, will be selecting three artists to appear on Studio Break in a future episode, as well as one artist for a solo exhibition at Raka Gallery up in Mankato, Minnesota. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit studiobreak.com. You'll see right on the left sidebar, there is a professional artist competition page for more information. If by chance you're hearing Studio Break for the very first time, I do want to encourage you to visit studiobreak.com. We've got a number of artists that have been featured, a big archive. Again, each of our posts have images of the artist's artwork, as well as links to their website, so you can find out more information. You can listen right there in the default player, or just click that iTunes hyperlink and subscribe to the podcast, so please be sure and do that. You can also find us in social media, so please be sure and like our Facebook page. You can find us on Twitter at Studio Break and on Instagram at Studio underscore Break, so please follow us there. And with those announcements out of the way, here is our interview with Philip J. Mellon. Stay tuned. Welcome back to Studio Break, Philip J. Mellon. How are you? I'm good, thank you. So again, you're in the Boston area, you're an artist and a podcaster as well. You have Otcast and you know, I'm sure we'll talk a bit about both as we were just kind of reminiscing about this, you know, the last time you were on was nearly about four years ago in August. So it's cool to kind of have an update. Maybe just give a little bit of a background for, for people who might not be familiar with you. I went to art school for undergrad at the Pennsylvania Academy of Fine Arts in Philadelphia. Guiltily, I, I listened to the, the our last interview uh, last night and just to get an idea of what I said then. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe make it a little different now, but you know, in a nutshell, it was pretty difficult for me. It was like it felt like less communal or community oriented because you know, in the third and fourth year there, which I'm sure many art schools are like that, that level. But you, you know, you had your own studio for the third and fourth year, so that was like a bit of an adjustment. And I just dealt with a lot of anxiety, and it's just weird to kind of. I guess it depends on your personality, your makeup, but I had a hard time dealing with investing in yourself so much, you know, and just being by yourself and making this work and partly it's like you deal with that whole like who cares like aspect <laughs> sure like, you know? not to be a downer but that's that's how you get through it and that's how you i think become a stronger artist and figure that stuff out which you know of course that probably never stops really i'm still doing that but. and where where do you live again precisely so people can tack post-it notes to your door maybe not that precise i guess but <laughs> it's uh well it's um it's about an hour south of boston called taunton massachusetts 
and it's kind of a small city. It's a, you know, a bit, you know, it's a bit further outside of Boston, but it's closer to like New Bedford and Providence, Rhode Island. And so I, I'm actually not in a bad spot for getting to those places. So, right. Yeah. And it's been exciting. Like moving back from Philly, I started to spend a lot of time in New Bedford and, you know, they have their own art museum and a lot of, a lot of galleries. And ever since I moved back in 2005, so much has happened there and, you know, restaurants and it's just like kind of a, you know, rebirth for it, you know? Sure, sure. So I've been hanging out there. You know, Providence is Providence. It's kind of, you know, I used to go there when I was in community college, you know, often and they've kind of always had a good thing going on there for themselves. And, you know, the Ridley Museum is pretty cool and a lot of good schools are there. So, you know, you get people that potentially like-minded or just same age or at that time. Now I'm a bit old. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's going to happen, you know. I was just talking to an artist out of Nebraska, I want to say, uh, Tan and Reckling, and he was talking about, you know, kind of just experiencing no art out there, just kind of being in a place where most of the stuff that you're experiencing is, you know, seeing stuff online. And again, it's kind of interesting to kind of think about what you're just talking about, because I feel like in a similar way, you know, after you kind of leave that community or, you know, again, I'm outside of Chicago, so I, I like going, but, you know, it's not something where I can constantly be there. So I perfectly understand that interaction that happens outside of that, you know, where you're on your own for a chunk of the time, you know, you're trying to make work and then, you know, bounce back, uh, you know, talking to artists and, you know, asking people about their work. And so it's an interesting kind of thing to think about. And, you know, again, you know, maybe in the future there'll be at least one person that checks this out <laughs> finds it helpful. I mean, again, I, I find it so helpful to talk to artists, so I'm hopefully not sounding uh, weird in saying that, you know? I just, I like the chapters that are involved, and I think once you you go through those phases of, you know, being solitary in your studio to finding the community and then back to the, you know, solitude and then back to the community, like, I think the more that happens in your life, it makes it, it gives you some perspective. That's probably just obvious, but... But there comes a time, especially for me, like over the last year or so, it's it's been very much in the chapters, so to speak. And, you know, with keeping track of projects or whether they're collaborations or... But they they don't have to end, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm like, okay, it ended for now. Is that done? <laughs> Life for good? Sure. You know, then you just pick up some other project, you know, and then usually those other things come back around or you make a connection with an artist, they put you in a show, you put them in a show if you can. And so it's, uh, yeah, just the journey, I suppose. I'm curious, you know, like you had kind of alluded to earlier when we were talking, um, you know, four years is a decent amount of time, uh, you know, to think about how things have changed in the studios. And I would, I would imagine again, just kind of based off of recent work that I've seen, um, you know, that collage element seems like something, you know, that you really started to kind of explore aside from just, you know, maybe more straight painting. Um, so maybe you could talk a little bit about, you know, that and how it's progressed and, you know, we can break down all your collage materials. What kind of exacto knives you like using <laughs> or if you just like tearing things, I don't know. <laughs> yeah, I've done a little bit of all of that. You know, I've done a lot of scissor work, of course, and that's just nice with the curve and to make any other angular shapes too. But I just find the curve is like really fun and I actually cut out a lot of circles. Most of my collage work happened in 2016 and something about making circles and rings around that and 
were fun. And then a lot of the other forms around, say, that circle that I usually place centrally located, if you will, in the composition. It seems weird to call a collage uh, composition because it's, even though it's still 2D, so to speak, it's not. It's more of a thing. Like, I find it to be more of a built thing. Mm-hmm. It can be whether it's Connecticut or hint at the fact that it's going to come off the wall or whether it's the color paper you use or if you happen to make your own paper as far as, you know, with marks and then cut it up and which I don't do much of, but it's, I like, I like what I've seen other artists do with that. So, I mean, were they kind of mostly comprised of then, you know, found materials or there's a number of like, uh, kind of like photographic elements and things like that. Is that collage from stuff that you find or is it something that you make aspects of it or? It's all really papers that I purchased. I went from there and I just found like, whether it's color or texture or, you know, I just found like a, a great book, which I bought two of them of different nature related textures and prints and photographs. And I had an artist friend. Well, I still have the artist friend. Uh, she, she, um, she urged me to like make, make that or take those photos, which I, I you know, it's, it makes sense. But I, I think sometimes I'm just a little more immediate than that. <laughs> you know, like I, sure. I got it and I'm going to use it, you know, and, but I, yeah, I mean, I think that closer would be me possibly painting, uh, paper and using that versus like say photograph or uh things like that but yeah i mean that basically just had a really good luck with finding good papers i wanted to use and both solids and like i said textures and imagery and i like how they grew from being that first cut to you know the overall boundary or border of the shape itself was kind of interesting something that you will kind of like work through one and and really kind of play around with it until you feel like it's it's done or i mean are you working on a bunch of them and putting them up on a wall and waiting you know again it's it's so interesting because artists have so many different processes and those those processes even change you know generally with the collage it was i may have started two or so but one would always pull ahead and pretty similar to painting although painting i would definitely focus on one actually you know that now that i'm saying that i think the process for painting and collage for me was pretty similar to one another but i think from the get go i would probably say more accurately that uh the collage started with one and then i would see it through whereas painting i kind of jumped around a little bit until a little bit later in the process then i would kind of stick with one because it just i don't know it just seems very organic and very like just makes sense to me like when one pulls away and starts to make more sense and and then you can always bounce back if you feel like you answered a question in one then that might help the other or there are some parallels between painting and collage for me but it's interesting how you know i mentioned built i think that the collages are built and i guess paintings can be built too but i feel like with painting you can make them a little more 3d if you will you know visually or just a picture plane in layers and mm-hmm. i don't know as i'm talking i feel like there's so many parallels now they're coming they're overlapping with collage but you can do that with paint mm-hmm. pretty similar only you know with the 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 collage you don't have to clean your brushes <laughs> <laughs> sure <laughs> These kind of more more straight collage, you know, based paintings from a couple of years ago, they kind of, you know, have some more of these kind of earth tone elements with the photographs kind of be more muted and then, you know, still like the colorful elements. But I mean, obviously, I think that, you know, directly still correlates to the paintings because, yeah. you know, your paintings are very colorful. Yeah, the palette for sure is something that I, I basically selected the paper specifically for that. A lot of the solid colors anyway. The palette was definitely pulled from my paintings of you know, say that year and, uh, you know, 2016 until a little bit of 2017. 
and I, I I was fortunate enough to have a show with some of them, so it was it was really cool. Uh, I had a show in New Bedford, and I'm trying to think. I probably had about 20 pieces in it. Nice. So yeah, it was just I mean awesome. <laughs> But, you know, it's interesting to think about that editing process. Since you're a podcaster, I immediately start thinking of other people that I'm just popping in my head, like uh, Jamie Hart. Oh, yeah. You know, like it was interesting. So when I spoke with him, it was like, you know, like something isn't working, you know, like I'll just like go through and recycle it every month. And it was very systematic. Are they sometimes just not work out and they turn into other things or do they get who knows do they get burned uh recycled uh <laughs> they lay in a pile mostly like <laughs> some that don't work out so well but they're there you know of course they're gonna you know if you make a bunch then you're gonna you know the more duds you're gonna have you know i, I don't know that i'd burn them i like to i still <laughs> like to look back <laughs> some of my paintings i feel like burning i don't know why i'm more maybe i don't know maybe it's a little more the hand and the collage that you know you like you're burning a little bit more of yourself if you do but well i guess you know you're mixing color you know so like there's this other aspect of it where you're kind of maybe more physically invested you burn more calories uh mixing (laughs) mixing colors and applying them is the process the same in terms of like how you might kind of edit or kind of work over i mean again there's still a lot of layering in both yeah do you like to look a lot in terms of like making decisions or do you just kind of react and then I love to look at, I mean, the other day I, I finally had a day where I could just dedicate to painting and I, you know, I think I started at 8 a.m. and then finished at 6, 6 at night. And, uh, I mean, for, for me that's rare lately, so, but probably 75% of that was actually looking at it in between, say, painting moves or, you know, just lay a little paint down on that area and then sit, sit back and, uh, see what it looks like. And to me, so many of the ideas or next steps come from that because I think it's easy to get caught up sometimes. Um, and, you know, you kind of, whether you're playing the wrong music or, and you're kinda, yeah, I'm going to do that. And you, you lay it down, you're like, oh, why did I do that? <laughs> that wasn't me, you know? But I think the, the collages, I think they're both relatively slow processes, I guess it depends. But for me, uh, I think the collage work with the paper is definitely slower. I work on them on a flat table and I, I can hang them up to look at them, but. I don't really take the same look at them. Uh, I think it's like I'm. I think I'm looking for that. I'm reaching that border, and once I get there, it's like okay, I did it. You know, like it's done. But painting and go back to the middle. I feel, and I guess maybe one of the differences or is that if you lay on too much paper, you can almost tell you overworked it a little bit more so than you can with a painting. I think. And sometimes that could be cool if you get the layers so building up, and it's almost like a relief sculpture. <laughs> but I guess that's one of the differences and. Like I guess I pointed out, there are a lot of parallels. But yeah, so much more looking with the, in a nutshell, with the painting than with the collage. Are the works a bit more like self-referential in terms of just like, you know, the language that you kind of developed in terms of like painting and collage and like formal qualities? Are there things that you'll kind of react to that you're, you know, maybe like sketching out or jotting down ideas? Or is it all something that like, again, is just kind of like this language that you're you're building up and allowing the work that you know, comes before to inform the work that you're doing now. I like that. I try very hard to make my work speak to one another, and it doesn't, you know, say painting to painting or collage to collage, but there's always going to be misfits in, in a series, but I'm trying to, like, have more of a goal but less of a formula, if that can make sense, you know, if that makes sense. Like, I don't want to impose too much on my paintings, and that just happens to be what I'm doing right now and is painting, and I feel like as much as I feel that I've created, like, successful paintings in the past, and you know could get a series out of it i i try not to 
think of that too, hold that against myself too rigidly or, or strongly or, you know, I have like maybe three things that I want to think about right now and just let my pains go and, and see them wiggle around within that, you know, rather than just being so like angular and, and rigid about making that series, if that makes sense, you know? Yeah. Well, I mean, are there ways that you'll shake something up if you feel like it's, I don't know, like, I, I mean, again, it's interesting because, you know, um, some people find a way to like stretch out like all of the variety out of like a body of work. And then it seems like sometimes artists will like deliberately, you know, no pun intended, you know, paint themselves into a corner and just, you know, make some abrupt change. And then they have something to really respond to that's going to, you know, hopefully shake something out of them, I guess. I don't know. Yeah. I th well, I think it's important, you know, I, just to get out of your comfort zone in a way. If that's if that's where it has to happen, I just that's the first thing that popped into my head. But maybe it's maybe it's too exciting <laughs> and you want to like tear it down a bit, you know, and make it a little more subtle, which you know can happen many ways, I guess, with palette or what. Maybe it's smaller, going down to an eight by ten or a bit bigger or yeah, I don't know. I think for myself, it, it, I think it happened in 2016, and that just seems to be when I started the the collages and I made a number of them and that definitely shook things up for me and i felt like i've always had this like affinity for people that build things whether they're functional or otherwise and i felt like a builder a little bit better i can use those materials a little bit better or are they i guess i can say if you will what i'd like to say more efficiently with collage than i can with wood and even though i love those materials of foam and you know like sure so yeah so being that builder is that satisfying the painter and the builder i think that i'm that I like to believe that I can be. <laughs> well, and so how does it work then with the kind of most recent stuff? Cause you've, you've got, I mean, does the collage come first or do they come at the same time? They're essentially kind of like, almost like paired. The paintings came first. There might be around eight or 10 of them. And just along the way, maybe somehow I had this, this, this desire to bring the collage back into what I was doing. And, and working with the eight by 10 was a, kind of a challenge too, because I, and they were much simpler than, say, 8x10s that I've painted in the past. but So they were more graphic in some way, so it kind of lent itself, to, in my eyes, to collage. So they were inspired by the painting. So the painting came first, and then the collage came second for each of that, you know, that whole series there. And you might have you maybe presented both bodies of work you know, in, in shows together, but it just seems like, again, in these ones, they're kind of like meant to be paired what's it like in comparison and then what you've been doing before I, I mean again sometimes they're very formally uh similar sometimes it might just be like some aspect of like the negative space that changes well negative space is definitely important to me right now uh to try to play with like those bigger paintings i sent to you i i want to push the idea that like say it's an object which you know there's that sort of the contrast of shapes say almost like a border around them, like the small 8x10s I sent you, to play with that, like, figure ground, or, like, how deep can I go, and yet I'm trying to remain a little bit more on the surface with, with those. So to kind of maybe jump to something slightly different, oftentimes you'll kind of talk a little bit about writing and uh, poetry, and I know that's something else that you do. Is that something else that kind of helps drive the work, or is it something that you see that's kind of separate from being a, a painter or, a, like, you know, like a visual artist? I haven't written much in, you know, say a year and a half or so. I, I feel like I've left less time. Like, I think time can bring that, the writing in. But I I think I'm being a little more rigid with my 
with my writing because I try to make it more about titles for paintings than poems, you know, mm-hmm. like say a full poem. Uh, so while I'm painting, I'll write whatever comes into my head, whether it's a phrase or just one word that the, uh, the painting makes me think of somehow. And it's also like heavily, like I'm always listening to music so that, that it's really this kind of uh, like total experience of like mediums or media when I'm painting and like I'll make playlists of a certain vibe or whatever that I want for the painting session or so I've been writing less, but I think I've been getting hopefully better titles. <laughs> <laughs> well, are, is it something too, where you wind up reading a lot too? I like to think that the Tao Te Ching is probably, I would like for that maybe to be the only source that influences what I do. I love poetry and I, you know, over the last year I purchased a lot of books, but I don't, I don't get into them enough. You know, I, I'm just such a music junkie that, you know, if there's a spare moment of silence, like there's music on, you know, and so I can't, I can't read with any kind of other background noise going on. I mean, it has to be no TV, no, no human, no nothing, you know? Mm-hmm. And I just, I find that like, I love music a lot and especially that's like lyric driven or even kind of experimental with that or instrumental or. Well, and so to, again, maybe jump topics a little bit, you know, we were talking a little bit about, you know, Otcast and, you know, as we're, I think both kind of started in the same year around 2011. Yeah. And we've talked, you know, previous to this interview about how this seems like there's, you know, epic rides and highs and then lows and, yeah. you know, project shift, idea shift. Where, where is that? And maybe talk a little bit about, you know, how that's kind of influenced um, you as an artist and. You know, again, we talk about community earlier. I would imagine, again, you've just met so many people through, you know, oh, yeah. interviews and talking about artwork. Yeah, I love it. I, and I'm kind of, I haven't had an interview in quite some time. So I'm hoping to get that, get it back going. But there's been plenty of editing and re-releasing of like older recordings that I'm still busy with that. And I don't, like, I kind of feel like I got hidden a little bit. Like I'm not, the, you know, I don't feel like people know I'm still doing it, but I try to, you know, share it as much as I can, but. It's I, I really don't know what's going on out there. Like once I share it, you know, I'll get a couple of likes here and there, but nothing like it used to be when I was producing. Like I think it was 2013, I had 25 interviews, which for me was a lot. And then the next year was like seven and then it was like 10 and then it was like four. <laughs> you know? Sure. I think in a way I put that in perspective with thinking that it's more of an archive than it is. You know, and a lot of the I think a lot of them, if not all of them, I consider like to be timeless, you know, and. And it's not even just like because I'm saying that over my my project. It's just it's the nature of it, you know. I think if you set up a podcast and you talk about someone's process, it's you know unless you talk about a specific show that's over, then how is it not timeless in a way? Uh, so I'm not that worried about it, but I would like to get back into it. Hopefully, get some interviews lined up, and and I've been doing like different platforms for it. Like I started uh, a page for the podcast on Instagram and. You know, uh, it's on countless other ones. It's just that I, and I started its own Tumblr recently, which I'm like, does anybody use Tumblr anymore? <laughs> but I decided to do it anyway. I just like the uh, the format, you know. It's a nice one, too, for imagery. Well, and it kind of makes sense, too, like in terms of what you're talking about, you know, relative to, you know, re-editing, you know, like we were kind of hashing over that just because, you know, we've had probably a lot of experience, you know, just talking to artists and, again, you kind of have a different, I don't want to say a different philosophy of it, but it's not just like, you know, some podcast that just gets recorded for seven hours and doesn't get edited. So it seems like, again, there's like an idea behind it and too, in terms of like how you want to present these artists. I guess the format is, 
I don't know if I'd consider like I call it a podcast because it's kind of like what you do, you know. Mm-hmm. But I, I like to think of it as just being recordings, like artists talking, and you know, you can visit something from three years ago and be like, oh, that was cool, and you know, then you want to check out their work just the same, rather than them having to be, you know, such cutting edge or you know, like uh, brand new, and you don't no nobody goes into the back catalog or. Do you feel like a different person than when you started all this? Oh yeah, I, and I miss it so you know. Uh, but like I said, I've been keeping busy with re-releasing some stuff and separating, like I had this series called the mixed media tapes, which actually wasn't out yet. Like I didn't have an idea for it yet when we spoke last on the, on your podcast. Uh, but I put like, let's say one player would have four artists talking about various topics, but now what I'm doing is separating each artist. So they have their own player, so to speak. And that way, if someone doesn't have the 40 or 50 minutes to listen to all four, four or five then they can just listen to one which might be 10 minutes might be five depending upon you know the topic and the artist you know so that that's exciting because I, I love that project like i really again it's like it just came about and i don't really know where it came from but i think i decided to be out of it a little bit more and let the artist talk you know mm-hmm. so that was part of it and i just thought about like a different series of artist talks that weren't i think from the beginning it's like i, I just you know i love philip gustin or what have you, but I don't, I don't always want to watch the same Philip, Philip Gustin video and have them talking and have him talking and or whoever it might be, you know, someone who's, you know, whether they're long dead or whatever, you know, like there's so many artists out there doing now. And I'm actually excited about, you know, the, the podcast that I found that back when I started, a lot of them are still going because there are, there's so many people working now and it, it's not a new thing. Like, you know, people are definitely getting stu- the studio visits and the Skype interviews and stuff, but it's just cool that um, the, I guess the internet, in a way, or the format has lent itself to to seeing what other people are doing if they're not in a museum, you know. Yeah, and it's it's really interesting because, like, even you know, as a as somebody that teaches, I mean, like a lot of my students love podcasts, you know, and it's weird because as time has gone on, I think there's more and more people that I know that early on when I started this were like, I don't have time for a half hour. And again, the idea of playing around the format, I mean, I think that makes a little bit of sense too, because then for, you know, people that might not, you know, have that time, or maybe they got other giant responsibilities like little kids that they're going to walk around for Halloween, (laughs) um, kind of focus on a specific topic or something. That sounds really interesting. But is there anybody, I don't know, it could be heroes. It could be just anybody, but are, are there people that you're, particularly like oh man it'd be great to interview that person I was waiting for a question that you might have asked about you know who am i looking at or who who do i think is like worth looking at and you know for myself you know mm-hmm. uh and i i wouldn't mind speaking to all of them <laughs> sure which is uh you know i i i feel a little bit weird about mentioning their names i don't know someone said something recently about if you mention somebody's name in a podcast is that kind of like bad etiquette or there's um a couple of artists on facebook which i wouldn't mind uh interviewing and one is becky yazdan mm-hmm. doing some really cool stuff and i can't help but really like everything she posts ludovic i'm gonna butcher his name but Der- derviles he's also on facebook um but you know i'm sure they have websites and so th- those are just two artists like visually speaking so this idea of etiquette in terms of bringing up people's names, I think, you know, again, for me, it's like I've always kind of had more of a connection to, you know, the people that I can talk to, you know. So like when I, I love art history and I love seeing art in museums, but there's something very cool about like a, 
being able directly to talk to the artists and you know i guess that's why i don't think it's that weird because like for me again like i mean and i'll shamelessly bring it up then if that's what it sounds like but i I tell people like it's crazy because um when i spoke with jamie hart years ago like it's probably one of the more interesting interviews in that like i'd talk to people that had so much experience that were so much more nerve-wracked and i was just amazed at how confident you know like it made me feel self-conscious like oh my gosh i gotta be more you know, confident in my, <laughs> my studio work, you know? Yeah. I mean, I think, I think when things are rolling and you know, that's, that's, those are the moments that we don't feel self-conscious and we don't know it like, cause it's just going and it's what we're supposed to be doing or it's right for us. And, and it's when you're like anxious, that's when, you know, things look like, am I doing enough? Oh my God, this isn't me or like whatever else, you know, but that just seems like when things are going and, you're obviously not going to think about it in those terms because it's going, you know? <laughs> sure. Sure. Well, are there other things that kind of like help, uh, influence the studio practice? You know, some of the favorite projects that I mentioned and the last time I was on, uh, you know, still going, of course, uh, Gorky's granddaughter, which is the video studio visits, which I still enjoy. I just do- dove back in over the last week or so. And I just love their format and, it's just exciting to see those guys talk about work with the artists in their studio. And of course, Lauren Monk is still doing his thing with the James Conn report, you know, mm-hmm. uh, um, the, a new one that actually has been around for like a month and a half now is I love, I like your work, excuse me. And it's a podcast by Erica Hess. And that that's been kind of a really cool thing to jump into lately. So those, that those kinds of things, like if like the last year has been kind of slow with Outcasts, I've been doing some extra editing, but no new interviews. So these programs that are continuing to 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 be a force, you know, in in my world anyway, and I'm sure others <laughs> has been kind of inspirational. So I just wanted to mention them. Yeah, and so again, right now you're kind of really focused on on making work. Yeah. I mean, is that essentially where it's at? Yeah. I just thought this morning, I really can't wait to get some more canvas. And I just having like picking up where you left off and didn't realize that that was going to happen is, is kind of exciting and inspiring. And the eight by 10 with the collage that was inspired by it. I think it was two or three I sent you. And that that's exciting to me uh, because I always feel like I, you know, there's that thing, you know, I I do, I would love to be, in the position to find my voice, if you will, <laughs> you know, but I also want to experiment. So it's like finding that balance and it's nice to have work from months ago, speak to the stuff that I'm doing now without even having considered that intentionally, you know? So that's, that's cool. And just playing with that border of the canvas, which is fun and the contrast and figure ground or foreground background type stuff, just formal stuff. Is there something that you have kind of, you know, coming up in the future that you're kind of working towards like a goal in mind, like a number or a show or. I'd love to have a show. A friend of mine is putting together a gallery extension from his studio, you know, so that's pretty exciting. I think he's going to do like a group show first and then he'll do some solo shows. So I guess in the back of my mind, I'm considering that and hopefully get some more painting done, uh, a lot of painting done uh, over the next month or so. And, uh, so that would be cool. Um, I don't know, da- down the line, I shouldn't say this cause then I'm going to be held to it, but I really would like to curate my own show. Um, so that, that would, that's on my list of things to do, but you know, that may not happen for another five years. Who knows? I mean, I just, I'll sit down and 
put together a proposal because there's the art museum in New Bedford. They take that sort of proposal. They have that situation where, you know, and I, I would definitely like to include artists from around the country and maybe even around the world if I could. That would be awesome. Sure, sure, sure. <laughs> maybe that's a little too big for my first one, but. <laughs> well, you have so many hats, you know, and so many things you have to juggle, I guess, right? Yeah. I mean, that's the thing. It's like I've, like I, I've worked on some sound collage work with a friend of mine, and so I've done a lot of different things. And an, another thing I'm trying not to put too much pressure on myself is, but to focus and a little bit more, and not not make the music and not do this and do everything all at the same time. <laughs> sure. Yeah. Like, you know, it's because it's important. If you have the ideas and you can figure them out, like what's you prioritize, I guess you know. But at the same time, let it be organic. So uh, there's a balance that I'm looking to find too. You know, remind people too where they can find all your your stuff. You know, obviously your your artwork and where to follow you and Oddcast and. Well, Oddcast is pretty easy to remember. I think it's just got a little a h t c a s t dot com, and you can get to the other recordings from from that. It's a blog format, but it has a URL, and so you can get to the mixed media tapes there, and then the odd takes there. You know, my website's philipjmellon.com. You know, back to Oddcast, it ha- I have it on you know Tumblr, Twitter. I'm trying out YouTube, but there aren't actual videos. It's just a still, still frame of a cassette drawing that I made, and then with the audio from that. And oh, Instagram, I just started one, and so Oddcast basically has them all. <laughs> so whatever you like. So it sounds like that's where people should go and <laughs> leave yeah. some comments or something. You know? Oh, please comment. That would be cool. Like maybe. Maybe we can get a discussion of our own. Yeah. Well, again, so go to Otcast and uh, philipjmellon.com. Check out archived interviews and the mixed media tapes and all the stuff you've got going on there. Again, I, I really appreciate you taking the time. It's always fun to catch up, and you know I'm excited that you got a lot of stuff going on in the studio. Yeah, thank you. It's good to be back on, too. Thanks. Thanks once again to Philip for joining me. You'll want to check out his artwork at philipjmellon.com. You can see paintings and collage works, and you can also check out his podcast and various audio projects at Otcast, including the mixed media tapes. Again, all of that at otcast.com. You can find them all over social media, so please be sure and follow him and say hello. Just a quick note that our 2018 professional visual art competition deadline has been extended to November 30th. This year's juror Brian Frink will be selecting three artists to appear on Studio Break in a future episode, as well as one artist for a solo exhibition at Raka Gallery up in Mankato, Minnesota. If you'd like to find out more information, please visit studiobreak.com. You'll see right on the left sidebar there is a professional artist competition page for more information. If you enjoyed today's podcast, please visit studiobreak.com. We've got plenty more. Once again, all of our interviews feature the artist's work as well as links to their websites. You can listen right in the default player or hit that iTunes hyperlink and subscribe to the podcast. Of course, if you liked today's episode and want to help us out or even spread the word about the competition, it's always good for some extra karma points, so we appreciate it. You can find Studio Break on Facebook, so please like our page there. You can find us on Twitter at Studio Break and, of course, on Instagram at Studio underscore Break. I'd like to thank Skylar Mail, who provides the music to Studio Break. You can check out his artwork at SkylarMail.net. If you'd like to see some of my paintings, please visit DavidLinaway.com. 
And, of course, you can find me on Facebook as well as Twitter and Instagram at David Linaway. And, again, quick shout-out to Sean Carney. Again, thanks for listening to the podcast. I'm happy you're enjoying it. And, of course, I hope everyone is enjoying it. Thanks so much for listening. We'll talk to you real soon.